Hi everyone, Professor Kessler here with AMP On The Go, brief reviews of anatomy and physiology concepts for my pre-nursing students. This particular podcast will discuss basic composition of blood. As you know, blood is a liquid connective tissue and it consists of plasma and formed elements. Plasma would be this liquid part of the blood and formed elements would consist of consist of blood cells and platelets. So let me discuss plasma first. Percentage-wise, we have about 50% of total blood volume as plasma. This number can vary from 46 to 63, but convenient number to remember is around 50%. And when we look at plasma, the plasma itself is largely water, like 92% of plasma volume is water. And then we have plasma proteins and some other solutes. The most important proteins in plasma are albumins, and they constitute about 60% of total plasma proteins. They are most common in plasma, and they are major contributors to this osmotic pressure of plasma. The second largest category of proteins in plasma are globulins. Globulins have several functions in blood, One of their functions is to be transport globulins that we use to transport small ions, hormones, or some other compounds. The second important function is for them to serve as antibodies. Antibodies are also called immunoglobulins, and those are the attack proteins that we make to attack any foreign antigens. The third most common protein in blood plasma is fibrinogen. Every time a protein name ends with this O-gen, you can assume that we are talking about inactive form of protein. So fibrinogen is inactive form of protein fibrin, which is very important in blood clotting. Fibrinogen makes up about 4% of total plasma proteins. Other solutes that we can find in plasma are, for example, organic nutrients. Organic nutrients are nutrients used for ATP production by our cells, for growth, for maintenance of our cells, and all kinds of nutrients can be found in our blood plasma, which is fatty acids, cholesterol, glycerides. We can find monosaccharides, primarily glucose. We can find amino acids and so on. Another solute that we can find in blood plasma are different electrolytes. And you already know many of these electrolytes and how important they are for maintaining of homeostasis. For example, it is sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, chloride ions, phosphate ions, and so on. And the last solute that we can find in plasma are these organic wastes. So organic wastes are waste products that are carried from different sites in the body through the bloodstream. An example of these organic wastes are urea, and we use urea to get rid of extra nitrogen. We also make uric acid, creatinine that comes from our muscles, bilirubin that comes from liver, and uh, some ammonium ions. So that would be everything that we can find in plasma. So now let me talk about these formed elements. About 
37 to 54 percent of blood volume is made out of these formed elements. And the only reason we say formed elements and not just cells is because these form elements have platelets and platelets are naturally cells, legitimate cells. They don't have nucleus, they don't divide, they don't grow and so on. The major cell in blood is of course red blood cell and blood cells approximately make up uh, half of the entire volume of blood. It's slightly less than half, but good number is, remember, around half. Then we have white blood cells, and white blood cells make up less than 0.1% of all formed elements. This is very important to understand that we have significantly about 500 to 1,000 times smaller number of white blood cells than red blood cells. And the last element of formed elements are platelets. And again, we have very few platelets. Number of platelets is approximately similar to, um, actually the volume of platelets is similar to volume of white blood cells. So not that much. So let's talk about these white blood cells. We have five different types of white blood cells, and they're neutrophils, eosinophils, basophils, lymphocytes, and monocytes. So these five different cells all are made in the blood from the same stem cell. This stem cell is called hemocytoblast, and it sits in our red bone marrow. So this hemocytoblast will be exposed to different chemicals, and at the end, we'll make up either red blood cells or five different types of white blood cells or platelets. When we talk about white blood cells, it's important to note that basophils, eosinophils, and neutrophils, note that all three cells end with fill, that these three cell cells have the same progenitor cell called myeloblast. And all of white blood cells that end with fill belong to category called granulocytes. They have, when fully formed, this granular segmented nucleus. The other white blood cells, monocytes and lymphocytes, are called agranulocytes. Their nuclei are more classic-looking regular nuclei, so to speak. Then we have red blood cell and fully functional red blood cell at some point in its development ejected the nucleus. So before red blood cell ejected the nucleus, it was called erythroblast. And after nuclear ejection, it becomes fully functional erythrocyte or red blood cell. Platelets all come from this large cell called megakaryocyte, and it's called megakaryocyte because it has this enormously large nucleus and it's just large. And this megakaryocyte sort of shreds and these pieces of megakaryocyte become platelets, and platelets are very important in blood clotting. This concludes brief review of major blood elements.